Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself beat here. And of course, we got Dixon because it wouldn't be a podcast without him. And we have a special guest on today. We have we have been trying to get Angel actually on to talk about Levy 2. And we wanted to take a break from our three-game series we've been doing on the podcast. So Angel actually recommended the person that came on. And we have Sam. And Sam, do you just want to kind of quickly just introduce yourself? Like how long you've been playing Malifo, what you What you like generally about just what got you excited and hot and bothered about Levy 2, maybe? Sure. Nice to meet you guys. Um, I'm playing Malifo since um, one years after the third edition release, I guess. Angels actually introduced me to the game. Nice. Uh, I'm from Quebec, so I speak mostly French. And Angel live in Quebec. Uh, and I just uh, reached to him and asked him if I can uh, learn this game because I look at the mini online and my girlfriend and I were like, wow this looked like an awesome game and angel was kind enough to come to my house that's that was before the pandemic and introduced me to the game and since then i felt in love with the game uh the card mechanic is awesome the intricate gameplay uh strategic choices this this is an awesome game like i'm play a lot of board game and i don't play a lot of war game though but this is the best of the two world, in my opinion. And yeah, and, and I guess those Neverborn models just called to you, like you're like, oh, look at all these beautiful in, monsters. Indeed, indeed. Like uh, when my girlfriend and I uh, look at the models, uh, we, as everybody, I guess, fell in love with Dreamer because, like, Dreamer yeah. is awesome. So we bought that, and I felt in love with Ma. Because, like, yeah. she was a big goblin with a huge spoon. So, <laughs> yeah. And did we so, just become best friends? I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Ma, nice. yeah. Ma, Ma has Bayou a special... Awesome. Yeah, because that's that's basically how Pete got me into Bayou as well. I uh-huh. hated Bayou. And Pete just kept, like, mentioning good, awesome stuff about Ma and Sip. I had already played it because I played Outcast. Outcast. And... <laughs> Yeah, you know, long story short, I was like, well, I play Neverborn and I played Outcast, so I know how to play Sarida and I know how to play Zip. I might as well try Bayou and see where it goes. <laughs> indeed. indeed. That's that's the problem with that game. They, with those dual master, you're like, well, I'm playing this and that, so might as well play the other one. Why not pick it up? Yeah. It's yeah. how they get you. That is. It's a beautiful <laughs> system. I, I, I uh-huh. hate that they did that, but it's beautiful because, like, you know, gamers just always are like, well, I mean, I already got the core box. I mean, why not pick up some of these other models, yeah. you know? Also, the, the fact that they did a good job of making the master feel different in a different yeah. faction. Because mm-hmm. when I play Sorida and Bayou, she's completely different. 
than when she plays in in, in Neverborn. Because in Neverborn, I have access to Hinamatsu, and I have access to the mysterious emissary. Talk about you don't monsters. get that in Bayou. Yeah, Dixon, Dixon's a monster. <laughs> hey, what happened when I played in Bayou with Sarita and I played with Uncle Bog? And oh, Bog, uh, Bog just makes everything feel good. Yeah, and Sammy too. Oh my gosh, oh, I love that game yeah, so much. So we're gonna talk <laughs> mainly about Levy Two because I oh, think yeah. I think everybody's kind of wanting to just hear people do well with this because the keyword, of course, Levy is always good. But when people were like, oh, geez, Levy now can bring all the horses and can do all this cool with fate, cool stuff with fate tokens. So we wanted to have somebody on specifically to talk about it because it's such a it's such a cool crew to play. And I think uh, people want to know how to play it and get some ideas so they can put it on the table because it's just it looks so horsemen are so cool in this game. So I'm glad to hear people are starting to use them. You know, it's and the funny thing. I wish that they made it so that the horseman version of Levy was like played in other factions because basically he's not an outcast model in a lot of aspects, except for the emissary, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But before we get into it, make sure that you guys are checking us out. You can do that on Twitter. We got the discord channel. Uh, you can also check out our YouTube channel. Dixon and I have been streaming games on the YouTube channel from the vassal shenanigans we're doing. So if you want to see some different tactics, whether they're good or bad, uh, and you want to comment on those and tell us like, hey, here's a good way to play it. You guys misplayed here, which we definitely do because that's what everybody does when you play these games. But the YouTube channel is going pretty well with that. We got a lot of people liking it. We put the cards up while the games are going. Uh, but if you want to support the podcast directly, there's actually two ways you can do it now. You can be a patron and you can join us at patreon.com slash ragequitwire where you can support us for as little as a dollar. And then finally, we just became an affiliate with Weird. So Weird said, you want to know what? You guys are crazy enough. We're going to loop you in. They gave us an affiliate link. So if you buy stuff through Weird, so if you go to their web store and you use the link that I'm about to say, not only are you just going to get your stuff like you normally would, but it'll actually kick some money to the podcast. If you don't want to be a patron, that's a good way to support it because then we can use that for prizes. We got a couple like random prizes we're going to give out for our 200th episode. Uh, sometimes we give away stuff uh, maybe after like uh, a video or something. So this helps us kind of get more stuff out to the community. I gave away some models to patrons last month. So just a lot of cool stuff that we do as a podcast and weird was good enough to give us an affiliate link. And if you feel generous enough to, you know, use our code, we would greatly appreciate it. It's give us your money, please. Thank you dash weird.com slash rage quit wire. It's going to be in the show notes too. So you don't have to memorize it, but it's just give us your money, please. Thank you. Dash weird.com slash rage quit wire. So really appreciate weird doing that. Uh, I love that they support content creators and let us kind of, you know, keep doing it because everybody knows this crap ain't free. Got to, especially when I got to ship stuff over to the Island to Dixon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, okay. I got to, I'll show this. No, I'm not going to show it. But I have the iconic uh, Titania. I got to send Dixon. I'm just like, man, this is ten dollars. I'm never going to see again. <laughs> you can, hey, you can keep it and paint it and stuff. And when I visit, I'll, I'll be able to see the beautiful Titania. Yeah, and then, I'll be then you can just take over it with here. You. I don't have that many chances to play anyway. I must say that uh, I didn't know that you had that um, special link, or I I don't remember how you call it. And it's unfortunate because I just bought some stuff. Uh, from the Easter sale, like 
literally today, and I will not use it. <laughs> but I, now I that I know, just, I will. Just keep us in mind. I mean, it's and that's what I was telling somebody. I was like, you know, it's not a big deal because like we're not going to get like it's not anything huge. Like it's not a twenty percent profit we're getting from it. It's just very small. But over maybe a year, we can use it to buy stuff for people buy stuff to paint and put on videos so we just appreciate any time somebody uses it so definitely appreciate it if you if you missed it that's fine just think of us next time because we'll keep promoting it um but that being said we do have levy as a horseman now dixon you're a little more old old school malifo so was this a thing previously in malifo was levy on a horse at any time or how did that work yeah, no, uh, there were all constructs, and Levy could, in V1, he could have any undead or construct. That was his whole special thing. Uh, he could not, however, have any gremlin uh, stuff. So, like, everything that was gremlin, he could not have. Bio didn't exist by there either. Uh, in V2, he had two upgrades separated. You could either take all the constructs or all the undead. And so he threw out. Correct. So throughout the entire history of Malifaux, he's always had access to the riders. Uh, I held it. We didn't even have all four riders when the game came out. So yeah, he this he, he has a history where all the riders since the very beginning. So Sam, you being a Neverborn player, what drew you to Levy Pariah of Blood when that got released through the Malifaux Burns book? Well, first of all, riders are amazing like when you look at the models they like they are probably the coolest or some of the coolest model in my phone in my opinion yeah. i l i like to play like big stuff and like do crazy crazy effects so that's one thing but mainly i play uh levy horse that's how i call him uh competitively <laughs> So uh, I play, I play mostly online. Actually, I have, I don't have the model yet on, uh, like, uh, on my painting table. I have all the riders, but I don't have the, the guy. And so I, I play him online. And I was looking at something to play at tournament level that is not overpower, but can fit my playstyle. I love like I guess we will talk about it later, but I I like elite crew, uh, and I like to invest a little bit more thought on uh, how you will engage with every of your models, and I f feel that I don't have the brain power to do it when <laughs> I I use like ten or twelve models. So uh, I, I was draw to Leviticus because of that. And yeah, so it has like an elite crew feel to it. You're going to have maybe like what? Well, you have two totems technically, so you'll probably have somewhere between like seven-ish models usually. Yeah, and you will actually summon a ton of models. So my, like the way I thought it was going to be and the way it actually play out, it's two different things. You will actually have more model than your opponent. That's cool. <laughs> but what I was thinking when I first get uh, into him. Yeah, and one thing that I definitely would say about Levy 2 specifically 
is that you can play levy a few different ways, but I think the, the most important thing you need to think about is, are you going to use the old metal horseman? Are you going to use the new cool plastic horseman? Or are you going to use the puppet, the puppet apocalypse, whatever you want to call it box where you have the tiny little puppets. Indeed. That's I have the puppets. <laughs> I hate the puppets. I have you... them. I can send it to you, Dixon, if you pay for the shipping. I hate them. They are so oh, small. Right. There you go. They, so I agree. I do wish they were a, like a hair bit, not even a hair, pretty like a, decently bigger. Like I, I bought them specifically because it was a cheap way to play Leviticus 2. And then I received them and I was like, <laughs> they're like, they're like Yeah, they're like this big. Yeah. So uh, I bought all the other horsemen. Like the only the ones. only way I could make them look good is I actually took the easy to transport. Uh I I would take or sorry, I did take the caskets off of the new Death Marshal box. So I took those flaming caskets and I put the puppets like on and beside them to kind of build them up a little bit. So they look pretty decent that way, but it still is off. <laughs> That's a really cool Dixon, conversion. Yeah, Dixon looks like he's looking for something. You you lost Dixon. I have Leviticus, the Avatar, in somewhere here. So I'm desperately looking oh. for it while you guys. That's are a cool. About it. That is a cool old model. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. I mean, you can clearly see that it was in the beginning of weird. So like, it's all very hand, you know, handmade, hand sculpted and stuff. So it's not perfect, but I love like the passion that was into Dixon, it. Dixon, how how difficult was the old hooded rider to put together? Because it has like these predator tentacles. Pretty uh, bad. Everything was like it was better to literally sculpt them yourself with green stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's literally what a lot of people did over here. They were just like I'm. I just have the sculpt. yeah, I have the old metal uh, mechanical rider, and that that was pretty decent to put together. That wasn't too bad. Uh, but let's go ahead and while Dixon is maybe digging out this model that he's desperately trying to find, I, I don't have it. Apparently he gave I don't it know up. what happened to it. Yeah. He gave it up. It's gone it's into the sands of time. But, uh, yeah. So Leviticus pariah of blood is basically a horseman himself. He's on a horse. Uh, and those are people that aren't as familiar with horsemen. Cause I know Seraph was talking about like, ah, I haven't played against them that much that generally the big thing is that they're expensive models. They're usually, I think like 11 stones or something, or it's something crazy, maybe even more. I don't know, but they basically have this fate token system. So at the beginning of each turn, they get as many fate tokens as they can, or as, as many as the turn is. So turn one, you get one fate token, turn two, turn three, you get two, three, four, all the way up to five. And they can basically use these fate tokens to reduce damage they can also use the fate tokens to get suits for their attacks. So, and also their bonus action. And the bonus action is cool because the more suits that you build up through these fate tokens, the more awesome those abilities are. And like, there's, I think on most of them, you need like four of whatever their suit is. And you can get like a super Sega Dreamcast, like Whammy, where it's just a super cool activation. So, We'll definitely talk. You'll be hearing us talk a lot about fate tokens. So if, if you're wondering about that, look at the card, see how that, they get the fate tokens. But the cool thing is Levy can also generate fate tokens and manipulate them, I believe. Yes. Yes. Also, does he have like a trick to transfer them? So yes. he can generate them himself and he can also transfer from one to the other. 
Yeah, and that's really important. Uh, yep. Is bonus action actually allow you to uh, transfer fake token from one horseman to another or from uh, one horseman to Leviticus himself? I mean, do you do you use the ones on Leviticus often? Oh, yes. You, okay. I don't know, like, the how, how you... We, if we're getting into it right now, yeah, yeah, you, sure. you will actually spend fate token on the ride with me action, which has no trigger, only to put fate token on Leviticus. Because when a horseman, once per activation, when you use a fate token, it's not gone, it goes to Leviticus himself. So, okay. what you want to do is try to use fate token as often as possible on your horsemen so it builds up on Leviticus and uh, it huh. will be useful at some point on him. Yes. Yeah. And if people are looking at Levy's card, he has this malice kind of attack that uh -huh. it's a one inch reach melee and he can actually declare any trigger that he has the suit for. So I was going to ask you, Sam, so how often and how are you deciding which suits you're pulling and how many of those triggers you're taking? Because you can use, there's four separate triggers. So how do you decide? I mean, that's the mind boggling part when I try to play them. I'm like, what do I do? Indeed. Uh, the the right answer, as in most of Malifaux uh, gameplay situation, is it depends. <laughs> you have like, yeah. those four triggers are all amazing. Like they are all really good. So you will have him have one for free from the cards you're using to uh, have the attack go through. And then you have to remember, remember that you have to use two fate token to get one suit. For right. the riders, it's one for one. For Leviticus, it's two for one. So uh. it's expensive. And usually, if Leviticus is at full health and is not like in dire need of uh, healing, you will not use Rejuvenate. If you're early in the turn, you will probably want to use Severe Injury so you can put Injure on... Set up the kill. Yes, yeah, set up a kill on a big model. But if you're uh, a bit late, later in the turn, you will want to uh, replenish your end, so you will draw a card with yeah. Arcane Ritual. Yeah, that seems dirty. <laughs> yes. Right. That's what I was thinking. It's like, go with a Death Rider, do some heavy damage, uh -huh. go with Leviticus, refresh your hand, go with the Pale Rider, finish off whatever you, the heck yeah. you want. Yeah, that's that's one trick. But, and I would say that Arcane Ritual is the trigger that I use the most, but the most useful trigger is cleared away because it's mm. another uh, kidnap thing. Same thing as uh, what that rider have, has. And uh, you can just kidnap a model with it and bash on him. So cleared away, super useful. It not always come up, but when, when you like have the opportunity to use it, Kidnap a K model that hopefully has already activated, of course. Bring right. it to your crew and bash on him with the other rider. It could be devastating. 
Yeah, and I, I think also mm-hmm. in this gaining grounds where you have guard the stash, you have uh, covert ops, I think mm-hmm. that is a good one to like push models off of those objectives. Oh, yeah. The Leviticus crew is amazing at doing that kind of stuff. Like, you have a lot of way to push models out of uh, scoring opportunity. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's, I'm surprised Dixon hasn't tried this yet because Dixon does all these dickish moves where he nerfs, like, tries to steal your points from you. It's like, I'm just trying to score my points, man. Leave me alone. I mean, ever since we started playing, I haven't been playing Alcas at all. I know. It's like I played against uh, Chris back when he yeah. was still playing, and I played in Vassal. I played a lot of Leviticus too because I wanted to play for funsies. But I only play Leviticus with all of the writers. I, I didn't. I didn't play it to optimize it. So I'm assuming that you're gonna tell us like a couple of lists that you like to play with him. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about it here here in a second. The last thing I want to say about Levy before we get into kind of like some of the pieces is he has the ability it's called chosen few so if you play a pariah of blood crew you can only hire stuff out of his Mm -hmm. keywords or versatile you can't bring out a keyword right so so how has i I was going to ask before dixon you you comment has that been like because i can see when you have a restriction it can actually be freeing because it makes your choices simple or is it restrictive to the point where it's painful sam I guess for like an experimented outcast player, it must be painful. For someone like me that came from Neverborn, like it was such a, a nice way to come into outcast because like you don't have to think about all those okay pick that yeah. you have to do. You're like, okay, so I have that short list of models that I can hire, how do I make the best out of it? And uh, so, yeah, it was freeing for me. Yeah. Mm. But it's it's a real restriction, though. Like, indeed, if, if you think about it, it's the master that can hire the least uh, amount of models in the yeah. old game. Yes, that's absolutely true. Actually, uh, uh, one more question from one of the abilities. Because uh, I found myself using this a lot. Uh, I use the, the, the patience trigger on, on the Dispel Magic. Do you use it at all? I use it a yes. lot. Okay. Because I love getting the last activation or two. So I would normally, I'll be like, I activate Leviticus and I go, you know, Dispel Magic on my own models for no reason and then get past tokens. Yes, that's totally right and in okay. my opinion it's the right way that you should play Leviticus Okay. why because patience is the name of the game with this master like <laughs> it's not only the trigger it's okay. actually how you should play the master That's you fair. should be patient and maybe I will explain a little bit more oh, yeah. why later but yeah totally patience is one of the most important triggers it's kind of weird because in Levy one, the totems are basically extra life for Levy because when Levy dies, he gets to go to one of his hollow waves and basically kills him off and he gets to live. So what are you using the totems for in Levy two, if anything? To kill stuff. They are okay. amazing to kill stuff. Like, So now tell people, because I don't think 
especially newer players, don't understand how a hollow wave will ruin your day if you're not ready for it. Yes. <laughs> All the wave are deceptively powerful. Don't look at the one cost thing on the right uh, side <laughs> of the car. It doesn't mean you. anything. It's a totem. It, they will come and kill stuff because their entropic siphon has Bolton plus flip when uh, the enemy is below off-life. So even though it's only stat 4, it could do a lot of damage. And if it doesn't kill anything, it will probably draw a card from your opponent's ends, which is amazing. But mostly, if you're late in the turn and you set up the kill properly, you can paint transfer on the models. So you have a lot of way in Leviticus, either one or two, to put injure on K-models. And then you have the, those little waves that come and just do damage equal to the number of uh, injure a model has on him, uh, which can be really high, actually. Like, I, I did... I often did, like, more than five damage with this ability. It's that five, but you're late in the turn usually when you use it. Your opponent has a depleted end. And yeah, often it will kill like big models. Oh, I was just going to say, you said that it's that five, but you're hitting something that has injured. So in reality, yeah. that thing is basically like stat 10 when you well, shoot it. Exactly. I, I, I also think you got to keep in mind the dead rider's bonus puts out injured and then the pale rider's gun can give you injured and staggered i believe yes <laughs> that's uh... so and... it's kind of funny cuz they're almost setting up a kill with these little waves just kind of running around and don't forget about uh, a bomb a bomb will put injured on uh, your people as will scavenger uh, so you have a lot of way to put a bunch of injure on K models with uh, with <laughs> Levy two or Levy one. Uh, for don't that don't forget to assist your injured models, ladies and gentlemen. It'll save your life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes. But... There's a reason why there's a there's a bunch of models that have quick cure that they get fast whenever mm -hmm. they exit this is that ability is actually very powerful. Yes. Yeah. Good. Uh, wave are really useful at the beginning of the game too because. That same uh, attack, uh, pain transfer, it doesn't do any damage when you uh, use it on a model that doesn't have injure, right? Right. So you can use it on your own model. You don't relent. So you flip two cards. You choose the IS, put it on top. Then, because it's the beginning of the game, your opponent won't be able to uh, do an opposed duel with you, probably. So you just... Next activation, you just pick the I card that you flip with Scavenger, and now you have a 11, a 12, or a 13 in hand because you flip two cards. So they are really useful to get you really I card at the beginning of the game. I, okay. I forgot about that. That's yep. true. That's really good. And you're not flipping damage, so you're not going to uh -huh. go low. Uh-huh. I, I was going to ask you then, so getting into a crew... What so let's start with the riders. So, mm -hmm. which riders do you prefer? I think most people kind of agree, even though how sad it is that the hooded rider usually doesn't make the list because you, you can bring all four riders. But I think if you want to 
make it somewhat competitive, you can't bring four riders. I never played four rider competitively. It's not good enough. But yeah. in my opinion, the most competitive list is a three rider list. Pale rider is by far the best rider. You will always want to have pale rider is stupidly good. Like is gone is stupid and <laughs> is four fate token bonus uh thing is mm. super good for those that don't know about it. It does two unresisted damage plus burning one on the six inch pulse, which is really really good yeah <laughs> yeah irreducible 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 damage yeah so yeah that's you huge. can kill a bunch of stuff with it yeah and, and it also heals on top of that because like the actual action heals yeah. and the trigger is the thing that's doing all this heinous crap yeah yeah you heal either one for unengaged model or two for engaged models so yeah it's really yeah. good so pale rider he has a 12 inch gun that do a 245, give injured and staggered, you can choose to spend three fake tokens to put three injured on a model early in the turn. And that model is doomed because of the hollow wave, but also because three yeah. injured on a model that if you can't remove those injured, even if you're defense six originally, you will die. It it's really sad when your model gets to zero defense. It makes me sad. I never played this crew without Pearl Rider. Um then the other rider that I will hire nine game out of ten is Dead Rider. Dead Rider is almost as good as Pale. He has a better attack, but it's a melee attack, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's a three four five attack. Uh but the, the most important thing is the reap ability on his attack. Reap is a kidnap. You you push yourself two inches for each crow that you add to uh, to your attack action. Remember that you can add as many crow as you have fate token. So you can kidnap him and then you push the model in base contact with you. So you can push yourself like, let's say you have three fate tokens, six inches. Uh, and then you push the uh, the attack model in base contact with you. So it's another way to kidnap a key model. Let's say that it's staggered because yeah, of good. the Pale Rider attack earlier in the turn. So the model cannot be rescued, and then you just gangbang on it. But Yeah, Dixon was doing that to, to me when... Uh... He basically used the dead rider to kidnap my pale rider, forcing me to <laughs> activate my pale rider to ride with me out of there, run away, and then get a shot off. And it was really, it was really frustrating how, and since I was unimpeded because it's a rider, even though I was going through terrain, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm still getting base, which, but I will say this is more fair than what it used to be oh, when, yeah. because you used to just place the model mm -hmm. in base to base with you. So that was horrendous. <laughs> it was, but it's still really good. Still good. And like 
<laughs> I played the uh, Levior's uh, mirror match in uh, the last uh, Malifaux uh, online tournament, mm-hmm. and it was super funny because we had that uh, Dead Rider sub game where we were <laughs> kidnapping each other rider, and uh, yeah, it, it, so we were like crossing a lake of fire uh, back and forth like this until someone died. Um, so Dead Rider is really good, and the replayability is probably the the best trigger of all rider also have as a really good uh, bonus action you give injure to everybody in a pulse of six inches yeah. all all the rider has that pulse of six inches and all three ability because all rider have like three stages right like they have three uh in, in case of uh, Dead Rider, three crows, four crows, then five crows. So, what is actually nice with uh, Dead Rider, the three crows is one of the best. You have one extra attack. So, you put an injure on everybody within six inches, and you have that extra attack. So, he is basically a three, four, five models that can do three attack. Like, everybody were like, Oh, Matron is super good. <laughs> I think the Dead Riders three suit ability on the bonus is better than the rest of them. Yes. Totally. The fact that you do the injured before the attack mm-hmm. is also like, like so yeah. good. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> when when that Dead Rider comes into you and it does revel in death, you might just want to you better prepare for prepare for doom because it's not going to be good. Five crows ability soul fire is mostly the same as the four rams ability of dead rider, right? The pale, ri- the pale uh, rider, pale rider, sorry. But you're inuring art to kill, which is okay, it come up sometime, and any demise, which is really nice in some situation. And you're getting That's an huge. extra stone yeah, you when you kill, uh, when you kill a uh, model. So it has yeah. all those little bonus, but the main thing is it's another it's another AOE to uh, damage pulse, which stack like you have an AOE to damage with pale, an AOE to damage with him, and you have another AOE with Leviticus. So you can like pulse a bunch of damage late in the game, which will destroy a bubble crew. Oh my god, yes. Oh, it's so beautiful. Get wrecked, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the four the the like you were saying earlier, the four ram ability on the pale rider, just uh we in Puerto Rico we call it Jompe Bonche, which is basically <laughs> like riot breaking. Like he's just like, no, get out of here. Like nobody wants to be here anymore. <laughs> so I'm I'm guessing that the third rider is going to be the mechanical rider. Yes, but it's closer than what you might think. Like Death and I think that, I think you're just saying that because you're a Neverborn player and you're just trying to be nice to the hooded. Oh, maybe, <laughs> but like Dead and Pale are almost always higher. Like there's sure. some corner case where you will leave that on the sideline. Okay, let's talk about Mech. Mech is great because is an awesome or she is. Or it is. I don't know. I think it's a she. <laughs> it, yeah. It's supposed to be a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So she is an awesome schemer uh, because of her bonus action. Uh, 
so she can scheme better than all the other rider, which are all really good schemer because ride with me and seven inches unimpeded movement make them really good schemer. But they are eleven social models, so you have to do something. Yeah. But she is even better because she can just uh, drop scheme uh, anywhere within six when she uses uh, revel and creation, uh, which is really good. Oh, I didn't. Uh... Oh yeah, I, th- I thought she just dropped it in base. I didn't know oh, it was no. just hey, pick anywhere within six, <laughs> anywhere within range. So like, this crew is really good at scoring something like spread them out for some reason. Yeah, that's <laughs> because ironic. you have a lot of movement and you can drop uh, two scheme with uh, Mech Rider really really easily. So if you have a schemey pool, you probably want a mechanical rider. The other, you won't use. Or uh, like, or trigger with revealing creation, uh, because they are all fine, but they are all super situational. The better is revelation, of course, uh, where you choose a friendly model, uh, cost eight or less within twelve, and then this model can reactivate. It used to be awesome, like before. Yeah, it used to be way better. It it used to be stupid actually, but now it's complicated. Like I use it one game out of ten on a scavenger, and it can win you the game on the spot. But most of the time, those five tomes that you will use for revelation, they are just better used for a, a um, arcane ritual trigger on our yeah, attack I, I was gonna say i would figure you use it to either draw cards on the attack or use her as your battery to transfer to other models yes both actually because yeah. at, at some point she will stack those token higher and higher even though you're using her as your battery uh, and drawing cards is actually good in malifo like I know, turns it's out it turns out <laughs> yep. it's shocking. But and she is more efficient than Leviticus to draw a card. Like you target uh, low defense models, so she is that six. You're targeting a defense four model. You almost sure to it. You don't care about the damage. You just want right. to draw a bunch of card, and then you can set up your uh, late turn. Uh, Aviator, so yes, this this is really good, really good, and it's mostly why this and the scheming, like drawing card and a better scheming option, is why you will uh, ir- err most of the time over Udded. Uh, like I would say, I will ir her in maybe seventy five percent of my game over Udded. So Udded as still a twenty five percent of the game. So with the changes they did to Ashes and Dust, do you ever bring Ashes and Dust with the Mechanical Rider because you can put the scrap marker down for Ashes and Dust to target to go to it? I know about this, and honestly, I never tried it. Because every time I'm looking at this, I'm like, why would I want to do that? Like, (laughs) (laughs) why, why would I want to do that? Like, there's... Like ashes and dust is super expensive. Yeah, or it is. It it's is. such a cool. It's such a cool model, though. 
if it was eight points, it'd be perfectly fine. But because Mm -hmm. it's nine points, it's like, why? It's it's almost a rider. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's almost a rider. So, in my and in my opinion, again, if you want to play competitively, there's two lists that works with two riders. Neither of them have ashes and dust in well in my build but most of the time i'm playing tree riders so you don't right. have the space for ashes yeah well uh, i can bet though that you never use the soul battery which was the model that was created specifically <laughs> to help with this list what's a soul and battery it's, it's exactly the, that's that's the correct answer there <laughs> well i was so bad i i am ashamed but <gasps> i did use it it i did use it in a competitive setting more than Holy once crap it's crappy <laughs> <laughs> i used it but it was wrong it was probably wrong because it's but like i guess we will talk about hooded we must not forget about hooded but yeah i, I was about... gonna say before we get into the crap mountain okay. that is the soul battery tell <laughs> us when you would bring the hooded rider if there are instances sure so hooded rider has two things going for him. He has a two inches engagement range. So two inches engagement range are hard to come by in that crew. The only other thing that has it is a dead rider. So if you want another two inches engagement range model, like let's say in symbol, if you play defensive symbol or uh, in any other uh, strat where you need to engage people, uh, you will probably hire other rider. And the other thing is, it's another three, four, five model, like a sweeping strike, which yeah. is mostly a burst damage uh, with a small restriction, but still. So three, four, five is good, especially against hard to wound. So in Resser, if you're going into Resser, Hooded Rider is will pull his weight. Like he is really good. The problem with Hooded Rider is its bonus action. Uh, its bonus action is the worst of all the rider. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, it's called uh, Revel and Secret. Like the base thing of Revel and Secret. Like <laughs> with Mech, you're putting a scheme, a scrap. Or a corpse marker. With that, you're giving injure in a pulse of six. With pale, you're healing your. With him, you're looking at cards in your opponent end. Like I get, why? To, I get to peek <laughs> at your cards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be cool if you discarded some of those cards. Yes. So I've I've used this ability very very efficiently, and it's still not as good as dropping a scheme marker <laughs> six inches away. And don't get me wrong, like. Because I used it, I was like, okay, I'm going to get the alpha, right? So let me look at his my opponent's mm-hmm. hand. Okay, cool. I can go hard or I can, okay, I'm not going to fight this turn. You know, that that's the information that I get. But it's still not as good as mechanical writers drop a scheme marker over there. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Dixon, yeah. You're, you're totally right. And it can actually be really, really good in some, like, corner cases when... You need to know if your opponent has that red joker, that 13 in hand. But most of the time, it does nothing. 
yeah. then it's like ultimate ability moonlit charge is good you will yeah. do a bunch of attack especially I have, I have lost gremlins to that trigger oh yeah can confirm <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> gremlins are—they—they <laughs> they don't like that. So it's really good, but it's still five, uh, five tokens. I think gremlins in general just don't like riders. They're—they're they're almost like armored models. Gremlins just generally don't like yeah. seeing a rider across the table, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. I mean, especially the pale rider. When I see the pale rider, I know you for shart a fact yourself that, a little bit because he's gonna have the stupid lead line code. But in this list, <laughs> no, he's not gonna have the lead line code. <laughs> But he will have Levy to babysit him, uh, yeah. so that's surprisingly Levy really good counter puncher. The, he hurts. He, he hurts, and he can heal your rider, so that's important. Um, but mostly, moonlit charge is fine, but usually a, a two damage pulse is better. Uh, Malifaux revolt is awesome, but not with Leviticus. Like in. Some other list, like especially with Pandora, I love to put that uh, stupid six inches as artist terrain aura. Uh, Pandora love that. And Man, you guys, you got you two just became friends. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we've been friends since we played against each other. <laughs> since Dixon destroyed me most of oh, the time. Oh please, <laughs> we can talk about that later. It's yeah. fine. Um. But yeah, Malifaux Revolts, a really good trigger, but not with Leviticus. It's almost blank with mm. Leviticus because you you can push people into it, but you have some other stuff to do. And usually, uh, you I don't know, the setup is hard with him. And Cloud, Cloud Over the Moon, uh, which is a is tree mask uh, thing, is fine, but again... You will probably want to save those masks to protect your rider or yeah. to use them to for the pulse, a uh, wide swing uh, thing on uh, its uh, great sword attack. So yeah. I, I don't use it a lot, like, except if it, like, maybe if in a corner cases you activate late with the rider and that will give you a point. Yep. Yes, go for it. But yep. most of the time, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, I will hire other rider because I can push my other model three inches. Exactly. Now, now Sam, uh, Serap actually had a good question that I think a lot of people wonder when they see a list like this or crew like this is with so many big bases, specifically 50 mil bases, how hard is that for unpacking and then also positioning around the board, especially terrain heavy boards? Yes, it's horrible. And, uh, what? Yeah, it is. Oh my Be god, I'm sorry to hear that. Before you uh, go into a game with Leviticus 2, mm. the most important thing to look at is the board. You will not like a board with like those um, impassable terrain uh, that mm -hmm. clog the board. Like For uh, those of you that play on Vassal, like I think <laughs> quarantine zone is unplayable oh with them. Like that's fair. Literally unplayable. Like it's too complicated, and they're not only fifty millimeters uh, base models. The okay. most uh, of the crew strength is from their mobility. 
So if you remove that from them because the board is clogged with impassable terrain or blocking terrain, yeah. riders are really, really, really easy to kill at the beginning of the game. If you cannot horse around, don't hire Leviticus 2. Like, that's my main advice. Yeah. Okay, so maybe that's the main difference. Because to me, it was not hard to unpack because I abused that pass token thing. It was hard for me to keep them alive after turn two. That was my issue. Okay, that's... Yeah, but I definitely have seen boards where there's one board in Houston I was playing on where there was tons of impassable blocking terrain. There was all these, because it was a casino. So there was all these like coin slot machines. So there was no straight line. Like you yeah. were going around everything. That would have been terrible for horses. <laughs> yeah, I think too. I don't know if you guys have played with Ulix a little bit. Oh yeah, come on. Yeah, he's my it's, boy. It's the same problem. Like I love the pigs, but they have the same problem. They are... They have those fat asses and they cannot <laughs> move. Like, they have a great mobility, but if you remove that from them, right. they, it will be hard for, for Yeah, them. I mean, I played I played against Pete, uh, I think, like, two or three times, Pete. No, we played three times. We had a three-game three, three game series, right? And uh, I had to get the Aromantian Boar for them to be able to unpack easy. But you're right. If you don't have the Amaranthian boar and the, the board is filled with severe terrain, it is a nightmare to unpack. See, but that's the beautiful thing about Malifaux, right? There's sometimes where you look at a board and you're like, I, I fell into this when I was playing Brew 2. I was like, I want to play Brew 2 right here, but this board is terrible for mm -hmm. him. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yeah. I was like, hell no. So definitely consider that if you're playing uh, Levy 2, I think. Fortunately, horses are unimpeded. So yes. they don't care about severe. So it's like the only board that you want to avoid is the board that are filled with blocking and impassable terrain. But if, okay. if the board is full of forests, you're actually quite happy. Yeah, I yes. think specifically if you have, because there's some boards for Malifaux where it's like almost this Western town feel and you have these huge alleys. It's like they know you're going to go there. It's like, it's yeah. terrible if you can't, if, if you have to go down that alley, that's not a good situation to be in with your horse. Yeah, you know? that's when, when the sniper that can get two focus before he activates is super happy. Yeah, Lone Marshal, man, just shooting down the alley. Yep, yep. It's like, bam. <laughs> you're going to get shaken in that alley. alley. <laughs> All right, so we got a rundown of these riders. Uh I, I would imagine when you get, look at your hand, when you when you pull, draw them, when you start the turn, Sam, I, I would imagine that you look at your cards and you look at which suits you have. Because if you have a bunch of high crows, you're just like, oh, man, it's reaping time with that dead rider. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I mean, because, yes, you, you can use the fate tokens to get the suit. But when you have it in your hand, I think that incentivizes you to go with a certain rider does honestly it will mostly affect how you play on early turn mm -hmm. later in the game you will have so many if your game is going your way you will have so many fake token you should be fine but in, in the early turn it's super important uh let's say you're in turn two and you have that sweet 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 ram uh six or ram of fire which is not super hard uh, mm -hmm. 
you can save the that uh, that mother tram for a pair rider boom boom and <laughs> because Leviticus can just give him token. So yeah. this is really nice. You can even do it on turn one if you combo with uh, Mech Rider. Which yep. I would not recommend, but yeah. And then <laughs> but you can do it. And if your opponent is not aware of this and he unpack too far and you just burst as two inches uh two damage and a burning on a bunch of uh, low uh, elf model, it can be devastating. Uh, but mostly, when you're looking at the suit, I think you want to use some of your low card with specific suit with Leviticus. You will need a five of crow uh, to summon a stupid A-bomb. That's for sure. If you don't have the five of crow, you will actually need to use a token on Leviticus to do this, which is okay, but if you have the five of crow, save it. Save it, please. Much then, better. If you have a five of tome or iron, but don't use your item for that, you will want to dispel magic for patience on her return. So there's a lot of trigger that you need to use, and knowing those trigger will relieve the pressure on your token pools for sure okay but okay. indeed indeed if you have like that that 13 of crow you know that it's a reap that will go two inches further if you have that 13 of ram you know that you won't have to spend like token from a pale rider but yep. if you have a yeah. 13 in hand Please do the right play. Don't like, oh, I have a 13 of crow. But if the actual right play is to shoot with Pale Rider, shoot with that 13 of crow and spend the token on your rider to have uh, the guys tiger and injure, please. So before we get into the non-horse models that you like bringing, what is the craziest amount of fate tokens you've used like turn two? Because you can... Every time somebody's spending a fate token, you can give a fate token, and then your bonus action lets you give a fate token. Mm -hmm. So, what is the craziest early play and ridiculous amount of suits you've gotten early game with this with this crew? Uh, on Leviticus, you mean? Uh, I don't. Either him or one of the riders, if they spent like yeah, like turn two. Did you ever get to a spot where you spent like four crows on the bonus or something like that? I use. I actually spent five crows on... Uh, on turn two? Yes. <laughs> on, uh, on Dead Rider once. and But most of the time, most of the time what I do is transfer a token to Pale and just uh, go boom boom with Pale on turn two if I have the chance. Because it's way easier. Four is easier to get than five. Five is complicated. Like, it's complicated. Yeah. Uh, so Pell Rider, Pell okay. Rider is my main token output. With Leviticus, I don't know. I don't tend to uh, have him uh, in the middle of the Freyaz early on uh, of turn two. And actually, okay. I would not recommend, except if you have like, you have to seek the opportunity, right? But usually if the your opening is tight and is not like, giving you a bunch of model to AOE uh, to that, uh, you shouldn't engage as early off. 
okay. as early as turn two. So mostly you will want to use Pale Rider to either put a bunch of uh, Injure on a model then kill it because it's too far or maybe AoE a bunch of small model. But yeah, and or or the other option is put token on Dead Rider and set up a good kidnap on turn two. There you go. Which works yeah. really well. So what models that are non-horsemen are you usually bringing? I imagine scavengers probably make your list quite a bit, I'd assume. No? Quite a bit is an understatement. Scavengers oh, okay. <laughs> always make my list. Like, nice. I, think, I think you always want. I'm like, oh, man, I just felt like an idiot there for a second. I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's, that, that model is uh, damn near auto-include pretty much in both Leviticus. Like, I, I play... <laughs> I like him out of keyword. <laughs> exactly. Like, you play you play Outcast, and you have brought him out of keyword because he's just incredible. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I oh, was yeah, going to say, sure. they, we made fun of the soul battery. We know that there's, like, almost no reason to bring it. Uh, but I'm happy that you said that the scavengers picked uh, a bombs. As far as I know, you never hire, but you always nah. summon in the middle of the enemy crew. Is that correct for you? It is. I like. We can talk about the summon a little bit later, but I think what make that crew so that crew so strong is the ability to summon a bomb from turn one to turn five. Like okay. you should. Okay. Uh, but let's talk about uh, scavengers. Scavengers are amazing and they are even better in this crew because you need them for so many reasons like of course tools for the job is really good mm-hmm. right uh, but weird device is uh, your bread and butter you need them you need scavenger to heal your rider you need your scavenger to draw a card and <laughs> to push uh, a rider away or further and mostly to remove markers like maybe more in the previous gg than now but you have to find ways to remove markers if you want yep. to win and scavenger are really good at that you need yep. uh you need a five of crow and you can do it you need a five usually because you discarded the crow <laughs> yeah you need I, a five I mean, that's true my it's a joke but like uh my experience ever since he got nerfed or changed mm-hmm. i guess because it's actually better to just say change in this case because he's still amazing uh you bring him even out of keyword just to remove things like the power thingies from yeah. hoffman 2 to remove the the the, the pyre markers from like rava or from yeah, he, that, that model is incredible. I never got to use him with Lydricus 2, but I don't even have to because I already know this model is insane. <laughs> yeah, Unexpected Explosion is a really good trigger and something you are in dire need of uh, in Leviticus 2. So okay. always hire a scavenger. Uh, and is Clockwork Weaponry thing, like, it's fine. It gives injure again. It's a 2-3-5 two, yeah. two, attack, and it can kill stuff. He is yep. decently think, tanky for a 6-stone model. He yeah. has unmade. Like, he does everything well. My go-to list is actually 3-rider, 2-scavenger. Oh, nice. <laughs> it seems and fine to me. You know what? How many stones does that give you? 
uh, that uh, 33 five? plus 12, so you have five stone left, which is a bit too much. You could use an upgrade because you don't need a lot of stone with Leviticus 2. You need between oh. two and Yeah, because Levy's four. the only one using it. Exactly, and uh, uh, so it's a bit too much stone, and I would gladly spend two stone to use an upgrade, but upgrade... Outcast upgrade are so shitty. Oh, 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 easy. They are. They, they are, are shitty. They are. They, I mean, yes. they're not the worst, okay? They are so, the worst. <laughs> they, they are. From like, there's no other faction with no upgrade that are playable. Like, yeah. why would you, you. Okay, for the record, I never use an upgrade with Leviticus 2, and I don't yep. see why I would. No. Uh, yeah. You could yep. do the one that gives them like a six inch move at the start of the game, but it's like, okay. I mean, but it's literally the best one. It is, and it's super bad with Leviticus 2 because he has a lot of movement, and you actually yes. don't want to be too far <laughs> at the beginning of the game. Like, Let's not throw Levy in the mix, please. <laughs> in Wedge, oh. I, most of the time in Wedge, I will deploy near hmm. the backline. <laughs> because fair. I have superior mobility and I don't want to be caught in a brawl on turn one or two. So you, you mm. actually don't, actively don't want uh, that upgrade, which is the best of the worst. I agree with you, Peter. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah I, I so, was kind of, I was being a little uh, tongue in cheek there because, uh, yeah, the outcast upgrades definitely are not superb. <laughs> They're the worst in the game. They're, I mean, I'm playing Explorers right now. And let me tell you, my upgrades, they're not the greatest thing in the world, but they're better than the outcasts. Come like, on, flush with cash is super good. Flush with oh, cash yeah, yeah, is yeah. That's the upgrade. one. That's but the moneymaker. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's the oh, don't get me wrong, treasure map also has this is mm -hmm. very, very useful things, but like flush with cash is where the money making is. All right. So we got the scavengers, and are there any other models that are non-horsemen that you yes. might flex to in certain situations? Yes. No way. Yes, yes, yes. So, come on. My, As I said, my go-to list is three horsemen and two scavenger. Sure. Okay. Then, this is cool because it's two scavenger will score you a uh, hidden martyr, for example. They will. They are amazing yeah. schemer because with a mask, they can move themselves. So, they are another three action model if you want to yep. riders are traction model because of ride with me so uh, but if you need an extra model don't forget about the necropunk necropunk are not as good as they used to be because it's complicated to leap with them they are still a really good schemer and okay. uh, might hire like a scav and two necropunk uh, which is 30, uh, 49 stone if you uh, but it's fine going going into the game with one stone is a okay with uh, Leviticus <laughs> one That's it's awesome. okay and it, it gives you one extra schemer it can be super useful in some game it's also really good with uh, the new scheme I don't remember the name right now where you need three models uh, under six uh, yeah, public, yeah, public. public. So, if you go, if you have public in the pool, going to one scavenger to necropunk is good. Or, or, and I will shock you, going one scavenger, one necropunk, and one um, what's <laughs> the thing that is not good? 
Uh, I don't tire no it. No way. Yeah. Uh, soul battery. Soul really? battery. And oh. yeah. <laughs> Necropunk. Awesome. I, I don't think I have a lot to say about Necropunk, except don't forget that they will draw you card if you need to. They are decent beater for their uh, cost, and they are another source of ping damage, yep, which true. all stack up because ping damage is super important with this crew, right? You have all those unmade trigger and all those entropy trigger that will uh, drain the health of uh, your opponent uh, models uh, quite quickly, actually. So yep. Necropunk, they are really good. And Scavenger Necropunk are the two minions that are hired the most. But Soul Battery can save you a stone. And it is, it is fine. It's a four Soul Stone model that is significant. Honestly, honestly, it's probably just better to hire the effigy. <laughs> yes, it is a thousand percent better. <laughs> yeah. Just like yeah, it's a healer. Eff- not only not only is the effigy the exact same cost, uh-huh. it actually does something. So it like, does. why would you bring a mono that doesn't do anything <laughs> for the exact same cost? What the hell? It does something. It. <laughs> just not doing it's there something good (laughs) so i I do want to ask this question so obviously the the thing that riders hate is the stun condition Uh uh-huh so is that really as big of a problem as it sounds and if so how do you deal with it if it happens to levy because i know levy can get rid of it for the other horsemen but he can't get rid of it for himself Yes, and that's that's a big problem. You don't want to have levy stun. Like, don't have a lot of uh, way to uh, remove condition from. Uh, I think from the only way you could remove it from levy is if you brought Johan, right? Uh yes, I think you're right. I never Johan can end a condition, but it's like I. I... There's a couple matchups you might know stunned is going to be there, and maybe you do bring Johan in those situations because Rebel Yell, I think, is the only thing he can bring. I think it is, clear. yes. Yes. But yeah. Johan is such a bad model. <laughs> but, uh, like. Jesse from Boring Conversation would fight you, sir. He loves Johan. <laughs> okay. Fair, fair enough. Uh, I know you're not from the Outcast world, but. Johan is Yo Johan's not respected. Jesse, it's a pet. It's a pet model for Jesse. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, I guess it's because of the way that we we play differently. I would just super load both the Pell Rider and the uh Dead Rider when I was playing the four rider thingy. Uh-huh. I would just like super load those two and then incidentally I would try to like either heal myself or draw cards with Leviticus, but mostly I use the tokens just like to get past tokens. So I constantly would just like, okay, dispel magic. If I got stunned on Leviticus, yep. I would just like dispel magic on the other pill riders anyway, if they needed it or run away or, you know, just like set up for the next turn. Like I really, I don't know. So I guess it's just because of the difference between you and I yeah. and my play style. Yeah, Le- Leviticus can still dispel magic even if it's stunned. You can actually, I think the cheapest way to remove stun from uh, Leviticus is the Malifaux Child, but I never tried it. Uh, but Leviticus doesn't like to be stunned, but because he has the spell magic, it mitigates the fact that the rider are useless when they are stunned. Again, in my opinion, 
if you're playing again a crew that is like that gives stun a lot, like Pandora or another crew like that, you will probably have superior mobility. You as one of the have one of the fastest crew in the game, so yeah. don't put yourself in danger. Like you have to horse around, and that's <laughs> I think that's the way to play that crew. Like I know you have like that huge three four five three attack dead rider model that can wreck your opponent, but most of the time you don't want to get in with your rider, except if they are they have a shitload of token on them and you can like destroy your opponent. Yeah. yeah. I think that I I think you're because you you mentioned that this is definitely a a crew you want to be patient with. Mm-hmm. So I imagine you especially if you know stuns in the opposing crew, you really kind of maybe play more cautiously and wait for them to overextend a little bit. Yes. That's a, uh, by the way, uh, Seraph had that question earlier. He he was asking, uh, you said that it requires a patient play style. Can you please expand on that? Is it like a long game like Yan Lo or how is it? It is a bit like Yan Lo because like uh, that's actually a good comparison. Yan Lo is getting better as uh, the turn passed, right? He is getting those upgrades, but it's only him. So if your opponent find a way to deal with Yan Lo or mitigate the fact that it it will be a beast at the end of turn five, uh, you're fine. The rider, they are all getting better. So if you're able to keep your rider alive past turn three, (laughs) they they, they will be devastating for your opponent. Like, and... The, the best way to counterplay this crew is to dive as hard as you can on a rider, kill kill it on turn one or two, and it will be easier. And that's why I like to play three rider, because if it happens, I still have two rider plus Leviticus to do their thing. If you have only two rider and you have one that die early, it will be hard. It will be hard. But yeah, yeah. so you have to be patient and Beside uh, the pass token sub game with uh, patience, the trigger uh, on right. Leviticus, which is really good and you should use it for sure, especially at the beginning of the game. The other way to do it is to, again, horse around. You will, <laughs> like, the, the board is actually big and a lot of crew in Malifaux cannot exploit. Yeah, the old board right. uh, at its fullest. Usually, a lot of crew will unpack with a core of models at in one place and some scheme runner. The problem is there's not a lot of scheme runner that can go toe to toe with a rider. Like <laughs> you will crush the sure. scheme runner. That's for sure. The first mate, the first mate can't survive nope. like two riders just continuously going into him. Nope, and it will be easy for you to uh, to to keep uh, running with the first mate. Usually, the first mate will get it, butterfly jump, leap away, and you won't see him until turn four. But the rider, they can they can chase him, they can yep. chase him. 
Yeah, I imagine also another kind of weak point of this rider list is I, I feel like obviously irreducible damage they hate seeing because that kind of melts them away. Mm -hmm. But then also I feel like a spammy list where there's a lot of speed bumps they have to go over could also maybe be an issue with them. I don't think so. Like, okay. I have no problem with spammy lists uh, yet. Like, uh, you because you have so many AOE. I feel like Karai 2, a, a rider list would hate to see. Probably. I actually never play Karai 2. I, I played like around 20 games with Leviticus 2 right now. And I, I was never matched with Karai 2. So okay. maybe like... I and now she's less good than she used that to be. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. But <laughs> yeah, probably bef before the nerf, probably it's a bad matchup. You're right. I I don't know if you've ever played against her, but yes. it, it, that is a that before she got nerfed, it was irritating. Oh it god, was, it was irritating both for you and for your opponent because <laughs> like it it was. Chris playing. played that. Okay, so I was playing uh, the the Piper. Uh -huh. uh, when Chris was playing Urami, and we basically played like a dozen games, me with all the rats, back when she could literally go over the rats and summon models. Now she can't do that. <laughs> but back then, it was miserable. It was super yeah. miserable. <laughs> uh, so, spammy list, not so much. Usually, you can AoE uh, a bunch and deal with those uh, those models. Maybe Kirai 2 or some other niche less, but not in my experience. But what is the worst? Stun is bad, but it's manageable. Obey, obey Ooh. is art. Like <laughs> the worst being Ivan too, because uh, you can use your fate tokens. Oh yes, and you cannot do nothing about it. Like like you. But no, the the worst is Zoraida. Zoraida is a super bad matchup. Like, uh, because of Eye in the Night, she can actually catch a rider pretty much anywhere on the board. And uh, yeah, Obey Master are super complicated. And if you are matched with them, you will probably want to lower the number of rider that you are. Like, probably. And it will still be a bad and, matchup. And I know it doesn't work for you because obviously you don't use the other levy. But if I was going against Sarida, I would actually probably play the other levy. Yes. And that, that will be the right call. Playing Leviticus <laughs> 1 and Dive Zoraida. Yeah, that's that's the right call. Uh, for sure. For sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy, honestly, uh, as a Sarida player. Uh, you still have to hit them and you're matching... Uh, willpower to willpower so it's card for card at that point it is but the problem is it it is card for card but you only yeah. have to match you don't have to beat so if you have that yeah. 13 in hand you get exactly you get the the obey and you're i mean you're playing as a rider you're drawing a bunch of cards so at some point you are you will have those 13s and you cannot you cannot counter that like it's super annoying yeah and I, it's true i still like i think pete is right if your match against zoraida play leviticus one dive zoraida yeah. killer 
She's an old, ugly bitch. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, she is. She's, And the sad thing is, because we're in a madness of Malifaux world, I'm actually debating of playing Zoraida because I'm like, you know, I've, I've debated not playing her for a long time because I, I kind of hate the play style. But, right. you know, in a world where there are some crazy keywords coming out, I'm like, I might need to dive into it just to deal with some of this nonsense. Yeah. I mean, after after we played a game of Tolvi Sarida, like Sarida showed her her power again. It's been a while since I, like, I saw that. Yeah. I was like, yes, people she's have, still alive. People for, have forgotten. They have forgotten things that they should not have. She's <laughs> <laughs> an art master to play, and uh, she has her own weakness, though. I don't think it's a good GG for her. But definitely against Leviticus 2, it's one of the worst matchup. Or Ivan 2. Even something like uh, Mizaki 2 can be uh, super annoying. Lynch you. Anything that has I stat obey, it's hard. Yeah, so let's go ahead and focus mm-hmm. on what this crew loves doing. So in a in the strat and scheme world of GG, yes. whatever we're in, 3, 4, what are we in now? 10? 3. <laughs> Uh, what do you like seeing as a as a levy two player? What are some of the things where you're like, "Ooh, this is a good one." Most of the scheme that will that will use your mobility are good. Spread, uh, sabotage, like uh, breakthrough. Like this crew is amazing at breakthrough. <laughs> um, this is weird because you would not think that like schemey scheme pool is good for them, but are uh, they love it in Martyr because as I said you can go scav- both scavenger it seems obvious but then Ryder can protect a scavenger really easily uh, take ride with me the scavenger out the faction and <laughs> yeah. like uh, they're fine they like assassinate yeah. as well Leviticus 2 is uh, really good at the assassinate because it can just ride away from the action and rider on the late turn they can deal with a master most of the master actually so assassinate is up there uh, in uh, what I like to do what I don't like to see because I think they are fine at most scheme the oh oh yeah uh, sorry sorry the best scheme and the one that scream Leviticus 2 is um, in your Uh-oh. face is stupid with them because you have three 11 stone models and that they only can need, end up in the deployment too. You only need one to be in the deployment and the other part of in your fate is to kill stuff, which they are right. really good at. So <laughs> yeah. in your face, by far the best scheme in GG3. I was just going to say, I have heard that it's supposed to be a bad scheme for the writers because you kill the writer, you automatically get the... the, oh, the yeah. yeah, but I'm like, who cares? It's one point. I'm going to get two points out of this. Well, yeah, <laughs> and even if there was a pool that had in-your-face and breakthrough, you could literally kill something with your other riders and have the mechanical runner rider go score breakthrough uh-huh. and then end game be in the deployment zone. Catch and release is actually not that bad because uh, Necropunk are good at catch and release. Uh, scavenger are fine at catch and release. Uh, public demonstration is doable. The one that you don't want to do is uh, load them up 
it's doable with uh, with with Mech, but I mean, if Mech dies, it's will be complicated. I, I yeah. wouldn't try it. Uh, leave your mark is can be tricky. Uh, you can control the center on the late turn because of all those AOE, etc., etc. But it, it, it can be tricky and your opponent can score it early uh, before you can deny it. So it's it's an art scheme for them, I think. And the artist scheme is, of course, Vendetta. When Vendetta is in the pool, hmm. you yeah. give them two or three Vendetta target for their nine or ten Soulstone model. Which That's true. They don't usually have good Vendetta target with those. And like now they're like oh i can <laughs> and rider they they are not that tough like yes they are r to own yes they can use those tokens but at the end of the day they cannot use soulstone and if you dive them they will die so yeah, yeah vendetta now, is bad. when i see vendetta, only nine health yeah it's when i see a vendetta health. with a rider on the table and i'm playing something like von schill i'm like Eric uh -huh. or Hannah is going to like super punch you in the face. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I like, let's say I'm playing Neverborn. I would not hire Udded in any Vendetta pool because he, he is a liability. They're but a target. You, you don't have the choice. If you decide yeah. to play Leviticus 2 <laughs> in a Vendetta pool, you will need to hire those Rider because if you don't, why are you playing Leviticus 2? So, yep. yep. I mean, I've, I miss the good old. I mean, I understand why, but I miss the good old days when I used to get the mysterious effigy with the upgrade and level up into the mysterious emissary, and uh -huh. it was my secret vendetta. Oh yeah, you can't do that anymore. So I'm just like, oh well, sad. I'm just a yeah. sad panda. Well, <laughs> I understand, but honestly, this rule change is really good. It was, it was yeah, annoying. It was, it was annoying uh, with a lot of replaced model curry if you drew it being up there. Like, yep. <laughs> absolutely. So could you run all the strategies with this crew pretty effectively? Yeah. I feel like maybe carve a path would be a pain a little bit because you you have to use your actions to interact instead of your cool abilities. I think they are really good at carve. Okay. Like, um, really? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you push, ride, push. Push, ride, I mean, push is awesome. The way, I was going to say the only way that I can see it be really, really good is using the... Um, those the salvagers what do you call them the uh, scrap scrap guys scavengers i think necropunks yeah. would also be good and that's exactly that's another one so uh -huh. yeah between those three models you you do have a lot of movement shenanigans and the uh uh the arcanist writer the mechanical writer mechanical writer also she's a battery and she's pushing yes man yeah. look at us answering our own question <laughs> no 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 like, i mean both sam and i played a bunch of writers i played four writers he played a competitive version and we're just riffing off of like the options in the in the bayou we call our writer gracie <laughs> <laughs> or bo peep oh yeah, yeah. Bo, bo peep is a good writer and it's and now uncle account. uncle bog is a writer now too never try uncle bob <laughs> yet because i i had a break from bayou for one now but uh i i will he, definitely so good it. you're gonna love him you are going to love him uh, he, he looks amazing and uh, yeah. the model itself is 
that really model, nice. That model brought me back to buy uh-huh. you. I saw, I've seen people paint it up, and I'm just like, all right, I got to buy this model. This thing's yeah. too good. I played him in Soraya, I played him in Angler, and I played him in um, in Ma, and he is just a ball of fun. He's he's just amazing. Yeah, it's he is on my uh, bucket list of stuff to buy. So uh, you could pretty much run any strategy with this crew and probably do okay. I think so. The worst in GG3 is uh, definitely Garda Stash. Hmm. Garda Stash is hard. You don't have a lot of bodies. You don't have a lot of significant bodies because you will have a lot of bodies on the table. You will have a bunch of Feybomb, you will have those uh, Wave, but you don't have a lot of significant bodies. And uh, as I said, you don't want to put your rider in danger early in the game, but you will have to if you want to score. Of course, you will use Patience. Patience is even more important uh, with Gardestash. And those two inches uh, are, uh, are are good as well. Uh, no, not in Gardestash, sorry. But you need to uh, be uh, patient and try to uh, to get those uh, markers that are not well defend. But if it becomes a center brawl, it will be complicated early in the game for you. Dixon, I'm going to need you to focus up. I am focused. I listened to him. Over, I'm just... over here, swinging the Malasaurus Rex around. He came to say hi. People that can't see Sam. the side chat, we're talking about how Uncle Bog and other models don't fit on their bases, and Dixon felt the need to grab his oh. Malasaurus Rex. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. To defend <laughs> myself, I am listening to Sam, but <laughs> I have to pay attention. I, I want to make sure that everybody's, you know, like, Giving everybody some love. But- yeah, exactly. So, like, as soon as I saw Malasaurus Rex, I was like, I pulled my Malasaurus Rex out of my that's bag one of and the, I just started playing with it over That's here. one of the cool features that I love to, even though it's only, like, three spots, right? Because we can only have three patrons kind of watch while we're recording. Yeah. I, I do like to give them love while we're recording because it's just like, you know, that's a cool little feature for them all. Just they get to BS with us while we record uh, while we record stuff. And they get to hear everything. Like, there's stuff that doesn't make the podcast because it uh-huh. either doesn't make sense or it's just too too extreme or something i'm just like that can't go on but the patrons get it that hop on here i mean that's the main reason why like i enjoyed having a game with you sam because i was like okay sam's cool to go to the podcast like the man has yeah he's chill let's let's just go let's just do this i have a good anecdote i don't know if we have time for this but about models that don't fit their bases like i think (laughs) that the worst one is chumpy lcb Mm. is horrible with wide one yeah, and I was playing a tabletop game against one of my friends, and we had Chumpy and Fat Cap being base to base because I did <laughs> on the with Fat Cap. And the only way we could get them base to base is they were actually ass to ass. And it, it was super funny. Like on the table, those two big models doing like uh, twerking. Oh my god, you scorn styled it. That uh-huh. is hilarious. Dude, I don't. That... I don't know if you ever played any miniature games, but we call that no. scorn style in War Machine. Okay, in no, War I, Machine. I in War Machine, there were models in Scorn that were notoriously bad because their back was completely like basically flat uh-huh. and the front was just like completely off the base. Yeah, they were basically so, monstrous elephants that 
right fell over and, board. and constantly they were doing exactly what you just described ass to ass it was just so funny we call it scorn style it i'll remember <laughs> that okay so next time i'm playing chumpy i will remember that i have to scorn style uh him when he goes uh, on your heel so getting back yeah. to strategy here <laughs> um Okay, so we got some strategies that they're good at. I can definitely see guard the stash being a little rough. Uh, but well, it's doable, do you, though. Yeah, so since your your riders can be a little fragile sometimes, how do you feel about them in um, in the cursed objects? Oh, they are fine at curse because, well, the way, the way you have to play curse is, again, towards around, not expose yourself and deny point from your opponent at the beginning of the game. And you have a cool trick in Curse. You can use Marlena to uh, to help uh, with some rider. Oh, and it's she is actually good uh, when Vendetta is in the pool too. Marlena is really good at soaking damage. I love Marlena from yep. your rider, and. She's actually good at scoring Vendetta if you want to do the yeah. other way around. She has an eight stone model with a fine gun. Uh, so you can score. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody, it, everybody's scared of like Marlena like clawing them, but her gun's actually pretty decent. It is. Yes. You, can, you can actually build a pretty decent little gun line with Levy 2. Yes. Uh, the, we, we didn't talk about it when we were talking about uh, the. Uh, other hiring option, but of course you have up there, you have Rusty. Rusty uh, can give you a really good gun line, and I think one of the two two rider lists that I would play is a Killy list, heavily focused on injure, uh, featuring Death and Pale as your only rider, Rusty. And a bunch of scavenger. Interesting. Or Marlena. So no mechanical. No mechanical on that list. This is for Killypool. This is a good list for curse object, since we are speaking about it. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. Uh, so this is a really good list for curse object. Uh, it can wreck your opponent, and uh, the. But again, the way you have to play with that list. Do not expose yourself early. The, yeah. It's fine if you're not scarring curse point on turn two and three. If your opening is not like, but which is even better is usually your opening will overextend a little or will have that scheme runner like doing his stuff, and you can sneak a curse point on those early turns just because your opponent is not careful and he will not be able to reach your rider because because you have superior mobility. So basically abuse your mobility and do hit and run yes. in curse object more than any other ones. Yes. And then trade. Okay. On turn four and five, you go all out in your trading stuff. Because especially if you have like a point lead on the strat. Let's say you kill uh you, you killed a scheme runner on turn two, and your opponent didn't kill anything on turn two and three. So you have one point, you are one point up on the strat. Then you go all up, AOE a bunch of stuff out of him. 
you don't care about trading because you always have that uh, that uh, extra point and you will uh, by trading you will hinder uh, your opening ability to score their scheme because they're... okay so so yeah curse curse object is fine and that uh, heavy killing list with rusty is nice uh, in curse object I like that idea a lot, actually, because Rusty is a really, really good and fun model. Well, and when you have Ride with me, you don't have to worry about her slow movement. No. Yeah. Oh, she's moving four. Who gives a damn? Yeah, she's right. teleporting. She's Ride. Yeah. Ride with me now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. So one more question that Sarah Pat was: What was your favorite Levy model, Levy two model, to assemble and paint? I don't know. I, I well, oh. my favorite rider to. Assemble is unfortunately Udit. Okay. Uh, I love that model. I love Udit. He looks amazing. Like uh, most of the other models are on my painting table. I'm looking mm -hmm. forward at painting uh, classic Rusty because uh, yeah. she, she is nice. Uh, and the other model that I actually never hire and unfortunately unfortunately was not able to summon is uh the big guy the what's big, Desolate, uh, the desolation engine desolation yes. engine like you could it, you could technically summon him yes and i had like in unfortunately i played this list mostly in tournament and it happened to me like two or three times that i could have the opportunity to do it but yep the the sad truth is most of the time your three a bomb are better than one abomination uh, one uh, desolation engine but this guy it is, is so really sad. cool to paint it yeah. it, it, it yeah. is like bulky and all so speaking of those abominations because you can summon them uh -huh. right so i think that's kind of one of the things that we need as we're wrapping this up that i definitely want to get your opinion on because you summon them and people might look at them that aren't familiar with Levy and say like, oh, they're only four soul stones. Like you can do some dirty things to your opponent with these A-bombs, summoning them in the right spots. The two takeaway from this podcast for the new Levy player, in my opinion, be patient, mm -hmm. use your superior mobility. That's one. The other is summon A-bomb, summon them, like spend stone if you have to... Uh, summon them from turn one to turn five if you can they yes. are super important to uh, the play style what a bomb does it clog the board when they are summoned they are not slow so you you have like you summon them within three inches of leviticus which is big then they can move eight inches and uh, do their stuff. They are not slow, so this is super good. But they're not only clogging the board. What's the most important thing from him, from them is their no heal horror. Boom. That's it. Yeah. This is... This win me so many games. <laughs> you have yes. to kill this model, otherwise your model's dead. So, <laughs> so in my case, it was... The entropy aura whenever somebody activates uh -huh. that's a that's a point of damage and whenever you hit me if i flip the tome because you don't really have to cheat it unless exactly. you're gonna win but like if you flip a tome it's like that's another point of damage and like they can't do anything about it it's just so insanely good you can flip you, you can, can also cheat, cheat a, a low you tome. can cheat a low tome too yeah yeah, yeah. but sometimes i don't want them to die on the first hit yeah so 
That's the reason they're why. They're hard to wound. They're they, not they are, super they are not that easy to kill. They are hard to wound. And yeah. five, five hit points. Five yep. hit point hard to wound. No heal aura is huge. In this game, healing is an important part of the game. So you have no regeneration, no demise eternal, no, like, it's amazing. Yes. And they are legit for stone models. They they will put injure on. Yep. Uh, well, I was your... going to say they they stack injure uh-huh. for they... your totems to do work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, they heal themselves. So, like, if somehow you summon one and they haven't activated yet and they take some damage, you can heal them back with a bonus action. Yeah. So the way I'm playing them is, I try to like. I am really careful with my rider and I just send the A bomb to die. Yeah. It's fine if you if they are dying. The yep. the problem with that is and this is probably where our playstyle like are really different. Mm-hmm. I will not have the uh pass token advantage anymore in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh after turn two, because I'm okay. sending those A-bomb to die, and I will give a bunch of pass token to my uh, opponent because I'm summoning, so I do accept to lose initiative mostly every turn from turn three to five, but it's gotcha. fine, because usually your rider should be too far to be it uh, on the first activation of a turn. Those A-bomb are like piling on your opponent and uh with with the no wheel aura they they will be in trouble at some point when you play with these abominations and your waves and stuff do you use soul harvest on levy at all and like use mm-hmm. the reclaim trigger to draw cards or is that something you stay away from no it's uh, it's really good it's situational of course but i use it i would say maybe one game out of three approximately uh you're like he's gonna die anyways i might as well get two cards out of it yeah yes and you have to wait is it better for you to get those two cards or let your opponent finish uh the a-bomb because they will have to deal with it sometimes it is better to get those two cards so get them yeah but yeah, of course, please don't use it on the unactivated model. Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say also that you have to keep in mind we haven't really mentioned it yet, but when a friendly model dies, you get a fate token. Oh yes, same thing. You you get fate token on Leviticus from two uh, thing. When a rider use a token, you will get a token, and when a friendly model dies, uh, you will get a token, and that helps a lot because. Those A bomb, they are dying every turn, so it gives you an extra token every turn. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. If you're new to playing summoned models, if you are forcing your opponent to kill a free model, you are probably winning the game. Yes. If you're yeah. if you're tying up stuff and it's like they're wasting actions on this free model, yep. That's oh, just yeah. gravy. Even even bad models because A bombs <laughs> are not good to to hire, but no. they're fantastic to summon. Mm-hmm. The same thing with the uh, when I was playing against you with Rasputina, the seven point model that they have. Yeah, totally. He's terrible to hire, but for a card and a soul stone, yeah. he's amazing. 
I do agree with that. And the Rasputina upgrade on him, it's gravy, like plus one armor. Yep. But yeah, totally. So if, and you're, the nice thing with Abom is they will have to deal with them or run away. But if they run away, you control a part of the board. And the other thing that is quite nice with Abom, they are significant. They cannot run yeah. strat, of course, but they can drop scheme, and dropping scheme will win you some game. Oh so, yes, yeah. that sabotage that uh -huh. nobody's looking at. You can just chump a, a summon model to do that. That uh, that leave your mark. Yeah. That a bomb can do it. Like there's so many little things that a summon model that nobody's looking at. They're like, oh, I'm just gonna go and do it. Yeah. Not on the turn they are summoned, unfortunately, but yeah. yes. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we got we had a lot going on here, but is there any kind of like little tidbits of wisdom you have, Sam, for anybody who's thinking about running Levy 2 because it just looks cool? Like anything you've learned that is just uh -huh. like a little trick that's helped you out? Yes, reap your own models. <laughs> you, you can uh, reap you can reap your that's not, uh, that's not enemy only. No. Nope. You can reap your pale rider to put it in position, then pew pew something. You can reap a scheme runner. Of course, the tree damage is not nothing, but if you have to do it, you have to do it. Like it's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so reap your. You have a lot of mobility trick. That's that's the main takeaway. Use them. Uh, Leviticus has nice mobility uh, trick on its trigger. I don't remember the name. I'm checking it right now. Oh, uh, no, the same to one me. that you mentioned before. To yeah, me. That one. Yeah. To me, yeah. So you can uh, you can move your rider around uh, with to me, uh, which is uh, really neat, really nice. You can do the same with Leviticus as reaping your own model. When I say reap, right. it's either with him or with uh, Dead right. Rider. Yeah. But so you can reposition a lot of stuff uh, and that will win you game. Uh, it's, I think it's not the artist crew to play, to be honest, but you really have to look at those tricks to uh, pull the most out of, out of this crew because you don't have a lot of good models to play with. You will have a lot of good support model on the table, A-bomb, Wave, X-Shick, Scavenger. But they are doing nothing if your rider are not pulling their weight. If yeah. you if you do nothing with a rider for two turns in a row, you will probably lose the game. And doing something doesn't mean killing stuff. If your rider goes, push a marker, and then go score at the opposite uh edge of the table uh, breakthrough he is doing something he is not <laughs> he is not in the game but he is doing something right yeah. i mean something that i did uh because this is a thing that you can actually do is you can attack your own model with malice and do clear the way uh-huh which was the one that i was like thinking that you yeah, were talking, he's about. talking about yeah for me both are the he just, same he, he just calls it reap because it's the same effect <laughs> no 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 no. there's another one that says to me on soul yeah, yeah, yeah i know I know. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. So I, that's what I was confused because, like, I know that I've used six tokens to move somebody nine inches into somewhere that I need them to be. Yeah. Yeah. On Leviticus, you have cleared away 
and to me to to move models around. So I, yeah. I hear Sam saying, "Don't play this like Pete would," because I'd be like, "I have these cool horsemen charge," and if you go headlong into your opponent, it sounds like you might have a bad time. You're gonna have a Unfortunately, bad. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, it's funny maybe, that this is a more finesse crew. It, it seems like it. It is. Well, it's a two-stage crew because if you are patient, you will be re reward at the end of the game because you will get Definitely those not my crew. AOE effect and you will <laughs> kill stuff. Don't get oh, me wrong, yeah. you will. But yeah. just be patient before you, you're doing it. I know you oh, don't yeah. know me very well, Sam, but I'm not what you would call a patient man. One last yeah. thing that is uh, super important. Um, it's important to put token on Leviticus. And don't forget, when you use a token on a rider, you can put a token on Leviticus. That yes. means use token on defense first, even if it's a willpower attack. Like, unfortunately, uh, you will not soak damage on a willpower attack because it's only a defense trigger. But right. at some point, it might be useful to use a token on defense doing nothing but sending a token to Leviticus. Yes. Same thing. If you ride with me late in the game with a horse with a bunch of tokens that when scheming on the other end of the board and you know that you will not be able to use all those tokens, ride with me, spend a token. Yes. It, it does nothing, but it give a token to Leviticus. So, it, there's no line of sight or range on it. No. That's the thing that's beautiful. So like every single activation, at least once, use a token. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's super important. And like sound positioning is super important with every Malifaux crew, in my opinion. So you can but you can spend a token even if there's no trigger on the action. Yes. And he gets okay, it. that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. But it's once yeah. per activation. So you you have yeah. to literally stagger it out every single when they attack you. Well when you attack, when you do anything. Because there are there are times where I, I can see it now that you're saying it, where right. it's like, okay, I need to, you know, walk or I need to scheme, ride with me scheme or something like that. And you're like, right. okay, when I do ride with me, I'm going to discard a token, even though there's no trigger there. Yes. Right. Uh, I do that often. Like, okay. it's, it's important. And as I said, sound positioning, as with every Malifaux crew, is important, but especially for. Uh, Leviticus bonus action. There's a bunch of restriction on that bonus action. You have to uh, target a friendly horseman within six inches, and that it can be himself. But you need to have line of sight with another horseman mm. to remove the token from. Yeah. So, like, pose it, like if there's a big building and Leviticus is on the side of the building, and your two horsemen on are, are on the other side, and you they don't have line of sights on each other, you'll be sad because <laughs> you cannot get that A-bomb this turn. It happened to me once and I was like, oops, <laughs> I messed up my position. It's only, it's only a five, like, yes. but a Black Joker will ruin your day. Oh, yeah. Well, Black Joker is something that you cannot avoid in Malifaux, but yes. Unavoidable. Yep. Yeah. Well, Unless you're never born. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dixon, you have any last questions for the keyword before we get ready to wrap this thing up? 
we're making a spicy, salty game right now. You're you're editing it. We played it. Uh, Barbaros versus Cooper. It, it was salty on both sides. We we had the yeah, salt. There, there was two instances. One where Dixon got super pissed, and then literally we paused the game, played it today, and then I got super pissed because I got so <laughs> tunnel visioned. It was it was so bad. Oh, it was beautiful. Mwah. Very and, art, and, and you'll know, get very to, rage quit wire. And people actually, by the time I release this, it'll probably already be out. So they'll already know what That's we're okay. talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I appreciate you coming on, Sam. This is a really cool keyword that I think a lot of people are, and it sounds like you're enjoying it a lot. I I do, and it was my pleasure to talk about it. I think he is underplay. He is not S chair or anything. He is no Damien. Sure. But right, he is competitive and he is super yeah. fun to play. Uh, so uh, I hope yeah, the I word mean, will get out. It, especially if you are, I, I'm telling you, like if you love painting cool models, mm -hmm. this is a crew that I think you'll love. Yep. Oh yeah, right. Actually, right. Cool. I'm pretty sure that's it. Like it, we probably will have this game, but I'm gonna play Levy Two against you, against pick a master because I, I I'm gonna play the four writers list so you can see it's like it's still good. It's just not competitive. It's not optimized. You should play the five writer list because. Five. Yes, Donkey Man is uh, <laughs> is almost a rider. So you play four rider the upgrade and on. the effigy with upgrade, and you get no. the the fifth rider points. on the turn on turn three. It's, yeah, fifty it's, points. It's the it's the apocalypse, man. You get all the riders. That's I'm okay. That's her there. That's her there, <laughs> no. Dixon. Five rider. No. Do it. Do it. No. Do it. No. 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 Don't all like right. the donkey. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there, gang. Make sure that you guys, uh, yeah, check out the YouTube channel. Don't forget, uh, we do have an affiliation link now with Weird, so please use that. It's in the show notes. Uh, just to help support the podcast if you can't support us directly. Uh, but with that being said, make sure that you guys flip cards, flip tables, and we will see you all next time. <laughs>